Good morning. Today is Tuesday, January 14th. Yud Aleph. Teves. The learning of the daf today here at the Hollywood Shtibol should be Leila Nishmas. Yud Aleph Teves. What? There's no way it's Yud Aleph Teves. Uh, Yud Aleph. Uh, oh, it's not Yud Aleph. Right, it can't be Yud Aleph. So I don't know which... I don't know where this calendar is taking me. But uh, today's daf is Leila Nishmas. Yedzayin, right? It's one more. Today's learning is Leila Nishmas Gitol Parabas Betzalel. Neshama should have an aliyah from learning the daf here at the Hollywood Shtibel. We're going to just start again from the bottom of Yudamit Beis, the Mishnah, to provide the right context for the Gemara on Daf Yud Aleph. Okay, that's where I got Yud Aleph from. All right. It's the daf, is Yud Aleph. Okay. Beshamay Aymrim. Be'erev, in the evening, four lines from the bottom of Yudamit Beis. In the evening, call out the Yitav Yikra. Everybody should lie down and read the Shema. Uba boiker yamoid and stand up in the morning. Shneamar uba shachbacha uba kumecha. When you lie down and when you get up. Ubeis hilalaymrim, beis hilalaygus. Call out the Mkurikidarkoi as you are. Shneamar uba lechducha baderech while you are going. Whichever position you happen to be at that time, if you're standing, remain standing. If you're sitting, remain sitting. If you're lying, remain lying. Then what does Beis Hillel, how does he understand the implicit instructions in the Pasuk to lie down or stand up? It means not the physical position of your body, rather the Pasuk is referring to the times when people stand up, wake up, and people go to sleep. Rabbi Tarfin concludes the Mishnah with the following story, which we'll come back in the Gemara to discuss. I was walking and I didn't listen to Beis Hill. I said, I'm going to be more machmer. Beis Shammai, in almost all occasions, Beis Shammai is the one who is the more stringent opinion. He likes Chumras. And therefore, Rabbi Tarfin said, I'm going to do the best. I'm going to do a Chumra like Beis Shammai. And I'm going to lie down, even though it's in the middle of my, the road, in the middle of traveling. The Sakanti Ba'atzim Pnei Alistim, I endangered my life from the highway men, the highway robbers. And the Chacham told Rabbi Tarfin, Yes, you, you deserve death. It would have been, uh, you, you could have died for going like Beishamai and not like Beishelo. So it's, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's not, what's the chi of Misa for, for doing like Beishamai, not like Beishelo? But the answer is, if you try and change the Masera, try and change the tradition, you are playing with fire. Says the Gemara on the top of Yud Aleph, Amid Aleph. Bishlama Beis Hillel. We understand Beis Hillel. We understand why he argues with Beis Shammai. It says it in the Mishnah that he had his own interpretation of the Pasuk. What's Beis Shammai's opposition to learning the halacha, interpreting it like Beis Hillel? 
Amrilach Mishamai, see the Mishnah, right? The Mishnah only gave one explanation. The Mishnah only explained Beis Hillel's rebuttal to Beis Shammai, but not the other way around. The Pasuk says Beis Shammai, if it's telling me the times of recital of the Shema, should say times in the morning or in the evening time. Describe the time. You got to get with the times, right? But why does it say the action, not of sleeping or waking up? It means to tell you something. The Pasuk's trying to teach us. Not that just the time of going to sleep, but actually when you're in the position of lying down, of going to sleep, or the position of waking up. So yeah, anytime there's extra words in the Pasuk, you have to think, what is the hidden message over here? What does he do with the Pasuk, which is the source for Bezillo's opinion? Because the, the Torah also says, as you're traveling on the road. Says the Gemara, you know, Beshamai needs that Pasuk to teach us. We have to have a source for the lessons taught us in the following Brisa. We say in Shema, as you sit, as you dwell in your home, it means prat la'isik b'mitzvah, that somebody who's in the middle of doing a mitzvah is exempt. And if you're traveling on the way, you shall say the Shema, except for who? Prat la'chasen, except for a groom, the night of his wedding. Mikan amru, and this is the source to teach us, akainas as abasula a groom who's marrying a virgin, a woman who was never married before. And he doesn't know for sure that she's really a basula, and he's worried that he will marry her and find out the next morning that she had perhaps been married before, maybe she's still married, or that he'd been uh, told a different story than the reality, and his ksuba says the wrong thing on it, and every, a million possible things that he's worried about uh, that night, Potter. So therefore, he's exempt from saying the evening Shema. Yes, Almana, but if he's marrying a woman that he knows was previously married, a widow, uh, and Chayev, uh, then he's Chayev uh, to say the Shema. My Mashma, Amar of Papa, my Mashma, Amar of Papa, Ki Derech, Ma Derech Rishos, Avka Rishos, Mila Eskindaka, Azadvar Mitzvah, now, if you tell me that your source is the fact that it says derech, because you're on the path, derech tells you neither dvar mitzvah or dvar shos, or it tells you both, right? If imkain lift rachmana b'sheves uvelechas, my Why is the extra? It doesn't say resting or sleep or traveling. It says you're resting or you're traveling. That's the completion of that Bryce's source that it's only if you're traveling for yourself, for Rishos, not a Dvar Mitzvah, that you still are obligated to say the Shema. But if your activity, at the time that it comes to say Shema, you're engaged in activity which is a Mitzvah, you are exempt from saying the Shema at that time. doesn't mean that if you finish doing your Mitzvah, later on the evening and it's still time to say Shema or later on the morning that you shouldn't say the Shema. It means at that moment. 
Frakta Gemara, Ihachi, Afilu Kainis Almana Nami. So you're doing a mitzvah as well, even if you're marrying a widow, somebody who's married before, it's still a mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Hi Tarid, Vahai Loi Tarid. Your mind is not as preoccupied the wedding night as to who you're marrying and what the halachic and life ramifications are as somebody who's marrying a girl who was never married before. Oh, now you're telling me anybody who has extenuating circumstances going on in their life is exempt from saying the Shema because their mind is really not there. Well, what happens if I'm a merchant and my ship didn't come into harbor yet and it's possibly going to drown, uh, to, to sink? I'm very worried till I see that uh, ship come into harbor. Right? So uh, uh, you, I should also be exempt from Shema. If you told me like we originally understood that it's for Dvar Mitzvah, it's because you're doing a mitzvah, a groom is getting married, there's a big mitzvah, and he's busy with the mitzvah, and that's why you're part of from saying Shema. So far, I understand, I have no problems with that but, uh, interpretation of Uveshach Becha, Uvekumecha, Uvelechtecha, Vaderach, everything that you're, you're only obligated to say Shema as long as your dealings at that time are for yourself and not for a mitzvah. But now you tell me the reason why your uh, chasana is exempt is not because of the mitzvah that he's involved with per se, but because of the tear does not das, because his mind is so preoccupied with Shema. So then, uh, then you should tell me uh, that uh, all the other reasons also that my mind could be preoccupied with something is a good patur on Kriyashima. So the Gemara then tries to resolve this by saying, let's look at one more example of somebody who's potter from a mitzvah. That would be a mourner, right? That would be somebody who's an Avelos, does not put on tefillin. It's slightly different reason, because a person, when you wear tefillin, it's like a crown, it's an adornment, it's pe'er. And an Avel, somebody who's in just that day buried a relative, doesn't fit that description of wearing pe'er, of, of, of a crown. Therefore, he's exempt. So if it's tear to the mitzvah, then we say that's, where you both, your mind is not, is way too preoccupied to have kavana for Shema, but it's also that the fact that it's preoccupied with a mitzvah and not with a, something which is not a mitzvah, something which is just uh, normal life. Now, Beishamai is still stuck with the with, with this pasuk of Elechtuch HaVaderech, because he has to learn all these halachas that Beis Sham and Beis Hill both need to learn their, what's the right position to be in, the right time to recite, and who's exempt. All from the same Says the Gemara, Beis Hillel, so I have a different, I don't know what gear so yours has, but if you look at the Bach, in Ois Aleph, he says as follows, uh, so he takes out the words of Beishamai. I think the Gemaras have Beishamai, but the Bach changes it to Beishilal. 
that Beis Hill learns out from the words you shall sit in your house what do you need that for as well Beis Hill learns out from there that somebody who's tarred in a mitzvah is exempt Tan Rabbanan now getting back to what Beis Shammai and Beis Hill said in the Mishnah the, the concept of Isaac min mitzvah Potter min mitzvah is really what we're saying by Shema, but we're putting a few twists. That Shema is not like a regular mitzvah. Shema, you need supreme concentration, right? Shema is not... Uh, a lot of times you could be Isaac in a mitzvah, but you could still be able to fulfill other uh, current mitzvahs. Whether you're obligated to or not is... is, is, is uh, you, maybe you have a petor, but it doesn't mean that you can't fulfill it. The famous cases in Bab Metziah, right? If somebody's a shomer, if somebody's guarding a lost object, you find an Aveda, you find a lost object. Rabbi Yosef t- says that shomer Aveda is potter from mitzvah tzedakah. If an ani comes to the door and asks for money, you have to make sure you're guarding this lost object that you found so you're exempt from giving him. Now, it could be that you could still fulfill that mitzvah tzedakah if you have a, a way of guarding the object and get, taking care of people coming to your door at the same time, so then, you, right, there's no halacha that you, can, that you can't give the ani tzedakah. But by shema, we're saying it to an, to an extreme, that somebody who's potter from saying shema, I think he shouldn't say the shema, because he's ultimately not fulfilling the mitzvah with the right kavanah, he's not, he's not gaining anything. And that's, so it's, a, it's, a, it's even a higher level than a regular Isaac in a mitzvah, potter in a mitzvah. Tanurabanan, halfway down, Yeralaf Amaralaf, by the two dots, Beis Hillel Aimrim, Beis Hillel says, Aimdim the Kairin, if you want to, if you're standing and you read the Shema, Yeshim the Kairin, if you're sitting and you read the Shema, Umatin the Kairin, you're lying, leaning, and you read the Shema, Halchem Bederech, if you're tra- walking on the way, you read the Shema, doesn't matter what position you're in, what you're doing at the moment, traveling, walking, standing, it doesn't say standing on your head, but I'm assuming that's the same thing, you still say the Shema in that position. So that is, this Brisa is elaborating on the Beis Hillel's opinion that was in our Mishnah. This is a great story. Rabbi Laza ben Azariah and Rabbi Yishmael are eating, they're reclining. The higher Rabbi Yishmael, Mutav Rabbi Laza ben Azariah, Zakaf. Rabbi Yishmael was lying down, was leaning down, uh, was, and Rabbi Laza ben Azariah was standing up. It came time to say the Shema. Hate Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah lies down, Vizakar Rebbe Shmuel, Rebbe Shmuel stands up. Amr Lai Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, Rebbe Shmuel, Yishmuel, Achim, Yishmuel, my brother, Amashluk, 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 I'm going to give an example of what your behavior is like. Amashluk, 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 somebody praises somebody about his beautiful, fitting beard, Amashluk, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, and he, uh, he says, uh, uh, this is against the people, I'm doing it, I'm doing it uh, uh, to show people who, sh- who just shave their faces. 
So too, it comes time for Shema, I, and, you're, uh, and you're standing up. When I was standing up, you were lying down. Now you're doing it almost like just to be the opposite of me. We know those people, right? Everything has to be the opposite of what everybody else is doing. Amalai ani asisi kedivri beis hilo. At asisi kedivri beis shabai. He says, yeah, but I, I was switching in order to do like beis hilo, and the halacha is like beis, and the halacha is like beis hilo. You you're doing like beis shabai, which is incorrect because the halacha is always like beis hilo. We have students here. People are watching us. This is not a free country. Every action you do, somebody will assume, oh, that was a decisive halachic move. Like, uh, right, the famous story with Ramosha Feinstein was once sitting at a bris, and uh, a rumor went out that Ramosha doesn't eat a certain milk company that was around at the time. And they asked Ramayusha, what's the problem with eating that milk company? He says, I never said such a thing. I don't know. He says, people said that you didn't drink it. And the bridge. He says, they probably mean because the bottle, the carton that was in front of me was empty. So I put it on its side and looked for another carton of milk. And it happened to have been a different company. So when you have Talmudim, people who, or people who consider themselves Talmudim, a real Talmud asks. Every, people who just watch and act based on actions, maybe it's not, not such a strong Talmud. But... Uh, he says, we have to be careful here. We're going to say the Shema, it's not just for ourselves, but our students are going to go around the world teaching everybody this is the right way to say the Shema, and you're doing like Beis Shammai. So what does he need that reason in addition? Says the Gemara, See, Beis Hill agrees, you could end up lying down if you were lying down from the beginning. You don't intentionally lie down. But there's nothing wrong with saying the Shema when you're leaning or lying. See, if you were to be, have been lying down and said the Shema lying down, even with Talmudim in front of you, what would have been the big deal? That Beis Hill agrees that you could say the Shema when you're in whatever position you are. The problem is that you went in front of the Talmudim and you specifically lie down, that would make them think that, they're, that they're, the halacha is like Beishamai, the yikba halacha ledaris. And we're afraid that you will establish the law with Beishamai for many generations to come. Tani Rabbi Cheskel. Also, if you'd like to do like Beishamai, you want to go ahead and lie down in the evening and stand up for the morning Shema, we have no objection. Also, you want to do like Beishelal, also, no problem, no objections. Whose opinion is that? That's Rabbi Yecheskel's opinion. Rabbi Yecheskel, right? We don't have Rabbi Yecheskel so, uh, so often, not as common of a name of a Tana. Rabbi Yosef says to the, on the contrary, if you go and follow Beishamai's opinion and you lie down specifically in the evening or stand up to say the morning Shema, go and read it again. Say Shema again. You didn't do anything. You just read Pesachim in the Torah. You have not fulfilled the obligation of Vashach B'chavah and where's the president for this? Where do we see the proof that you cannot just choose to go like Beis Shammai instead of Beis Hillel? 
the Tnan. Where's this Mishnah from? We're about to quote a Mishnah from Sukkah, first medium wide line down on Yud Aleph Amid Aleph. Misha by Now, somebody had a tiny little sukkah, and their head and most of their body fit inside the sukkah. Sounds good, right? The shulchan but the table where the food was on did not fit inside the sukkah. So what they could do is, is every time they want to eat, pick up a sandwich on a plate and pull it into the sukkah and eat inside their sukkah, right? Maybe you have a van with a sunroof and you're trying to make a sukkah in your car. Or a tailgate sukkah. Beshamai says it's not going to work. Why? Because even though, yes, technically while you're eating, you'll be inside your sukkah, but we're a little too scared that you'll end up eating outside the sukkah. Basil says it's kosher. There's no problem with that. Now we know. There was Hill Hazaken and Shammai Hazaken, and each one had a yeshiva called Beis Shammai and Beis Hilla. Very often, like here, the Machlaikis is between the students of Shammai and the students of Hilla. Amr Laham Beis Hillel, Libes Shammai. There was a story that happened that we can prove what the proper halacha is. They went, the elders of each house of study of Bishama and Bishil went to go visit and they found that despite being a great person, the biggest sukkah that he had, his table wouldn't fit in, just his person. And he was eating there and they didn't say anything to him. It's interesting, the Gemara doesn't say that he was eating there. But I'm assuming that they saw him eating there, or that the, uh, and it just doesn't need to mention that, or it could be they didn't even see him eating there, but they assumed this is his sukkah, obviously there are times when he eats there, if it wouldn't have been kosher, they would have said something to him, that's my, right? It doesn't say that they saw him eating anything, it just says, like Now the truth is, sitting in the sukkah is also part of the mitzvah, sleeping in the sukkah is the main mitzvah, in, 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 today we don't practice it like that so even just sitting in the sukkah we, we, we won't make a leishe basukkah but the bracha is leishe basukkah right, the bracha is not a achila sukkah, the bracha is leishe basukkah so all they had to do really is seeing, seeing him reclining sitting in the sukkah enough for them to have offered criticism if it wasn't halakhically correct Amru lahem so they said, so, so the elders of Beis Hillel said, the Beis Hillel said back to Beis Shammai, that's your proof. Misham Raya, that's your proof. Avheim Amrulai, what do you mean? You should have waited around until the rest of the story came. Of course they told him, They in fact did tell him, if this is how you practice sukkah, the mitzvah of sukkah, you've never fulfilled the obligation of sitting in a sukkah in your life. Nachum by Yitzchok says, not only can you not choose to do like B'Shamay, not only like Rabbi Yosef said earlier, that you have to repeat the Shema, he goes even further. Chayev Misa, somebody who does the Allah Shema in accordance with B'Shamay is Chayev Misa. First ultra-wide line down in the, the Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, in our Mishnah, 
I'm Rabbi Tarfin, and he used to be a bedarich with taste of the cross. Could have been shamer with a kanti ba'atzim. Now listen, I lie down to say the Shema like the Machmirim. I want it to be from the from people who do all the chumras, and I lie down to say the Shema. And uh, I, I almost died from the robbers. Amrulai and the chacham respond to me. Kedaya yisi lacha ba'atzucha shabarta al divrei beis hilal. Correct. You 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 are deserving of death for not going in accordance with Beis Hillel, even if he's the more lenient opinion. So we see that it's, uh, oddly enough, if you're machmer in a place where the halacha was not set up that way, it's actually, uh, uh, there are negative repercussions. This says the... It's, it's, it's a little bit of an interesting right, because here we're talking about Xera, right? Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Um, the answer is no. Or Rabbi Yisuf said that's what Rabbi Yisuf said. The fairish that like clump. So the Tysus gets a little bit. I don't know if he'll answer your question because he, but he does touch upon that. Uh, he does touch up in more in depth on yeah, the machlekas. Um, if you look, the last one, two, the, the middle Taisvis, Debra Maskel, Tanri Bicheskel, five lines from the end. Ki Agavna Gabe Krishma, Apagavda Minadin, Yaitza Bidi Eved, even though you do fulfill your obligation by Shema Bidi Eved, keep it to the Basil, and Nachan Kadiz, this isn't Kadayis, the Lacha Baatzocha. Maskel Shama the Basil, Layasa, the Lake Club. So if you do, if you, if you hold like Bishamai, that you have to lie down and you don't lay us like clump. But it seems like Tosis, that last line, Tosis is telling you that uh, according to Reb Nachman by Yitzchak, even if you're chayev on your life, that doesn't mean that you didn't fulfill your obligation. So it's possible that he's not agreeing. I, I, I understood it differently. I understood that he's saying above and beyond Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, so you didn't fulfill your obligation. Shema, that's not good. But you're not chayev me, so you're not uh, liable for death. And Nachman is saying, according to Tyson, he's saying, maybe you fulfilled your obligation of Shema because it's only a gzeira, it's only to, to, it's only an additional, it's not, maybe you fulfilled your obligation of Shema, but you still are not doing the right thing by following the halacha like the Shammai when the halacha is in fact with the majority with Beis Hillel. Okay, says the Mishnah, bottom of Yiral from Ralph, three lines in the bottom. How many brachas on Shema do we make? Two beforehand and one afterwards. The Gemara is going to explain which, what they are. The Arab in the evening, two brachas before and uh, two after. The brachas that come after Shema are going to be one long and one short. Right? What's one long and one short? So, uh, it's only referring to Mayrev. It's a general rule when it comes to making blessings where Chazal established a short or a long blessing on an object, on a food, on a mitzvah. That is the format that you have to stick with. And if there was a double bracha, like Ala Michia, right? Ala Michia finishes off also Baruch Atah Hashem, al Kokala, right? So there's a double, there's a second uh, uh, part to the bracha, so you can't switch that. Uh, regular Borei Priya 8, that's all, it's a very short bracha, Borei Priya 8, 
you can't add on an additional blessing to it. We, even though we want to be creative sometimes in how we thank Hashem, the obligatory brachas established by Chazal in this Masechta are not to be changed for another format. Right? Doesn't that argue with um, what was said earlier that if, uh, you know, the, with the, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Someone goes, the Mita, the, you can say the short. I'm not going to give it to you. Now <laughs> what? <laughs> when someone's doing the, the prayer, the Mita, that they, uh, uh, that they do the short form if they're going to be in danger. Uh, right. So yeah. is that, that an exception to the rule? I think that's part of Shmo- When they instituted the 18 blessings of Shimon Esrei, they instituted a bracha of Havinenu. We're, we're going to come to a whole Gemara about Havinenu, but it, they gave, it's, not, it's not in place of it. It was built in with the mechanism of a, an acceptable form of praising Hashem and dominating to Hashem even when you're short on time. Um, but if not for that, would we be able to rewrite our own Shemona Esrei with 18 different brachas? No, you wouldn't fulfill any obligation. It's only because Chazal, because the sages in the Gemara put in with it a clause of a shorter version. I think, I think that's my uh, answer. My Mavarik says the Gemara, what are the brachas on the Shema? Amr Rabbi Yaakov, Amr Yaitzer Aru who forms light and creates darkness, says the Gemara, why don't we speak in a more positive tone and say, who created, formed light and created brightness, instead of saying created darkness, says the Gemara, because we want to actually make the bracha as the psukim say. And the psukim say, that Hashem created darkness. Despite the fact that you don't want to make a blessing on the fact that God created darkness, darkness doesn't just tell you the, the lack of illumination. Darkness alludes to a lot of uh, to, to, to tragedy and to dark periods. So then I'll look at another one of the brachos that we say. Ose shalai. Uvare as a call. Mika minan kidiksiv, elixiv rao, krinakal. When we make the bracha in the morning of Isishal and Vare as a call, right, we should say, Osishal, that God creates peace of Ra and creates evil. But we switch it. Why? He creates everything, including the evil. Why do we switch it? In order to talk in a more positive Lashon language. We want to speak positively. So too, why are we making a blessing on darkness? We want to mention the attributes of the daytime and the night, and the attributes of the nighttime in the day. We find that by Day, we do mention that God created darkness. Where do we find in, at night that we mention the daytime attributes? When we say the word that God, uh, God uh, revolves the light, it moves over for the darkness and the darkness for the light. Um, uh, what is the second blessing? So we remember, what do we say in the Mishnah? How many blessings of the evening? Uh, how many blessings are there on the Shema? Right? We said two bef- in the morning. 
two blessings before the Shema. So we established the first one's going to be Yotzer, which we say right after Barfu. What is the second one? Avarabah, the Gemara says. Now, of course, in this shul and many shuls, they're looking at me, what is Avarabah? Where does it say Avarabah, right? It might say Avasoilum. So this is the Gemara will be the source uh, for it. Now, an abundance of love, which is what we say immediately before Shema. And this is how it was taught to, uh, by Rabbi Lazar. Tanya Nami Hachi, similarly we learned to the Brisa, Einam and Avasoilum. Do not read the beginning of the second blessing before the Shema as an eternal love. But an abundance of love. Rabbanan Amri and the Rabbanan argued. They said. Right? Where's that pasuk from? Yirmiya. Alkain so it's actually the source for Avas Olam, right? They say Avas Olam, right? That's what most people say. Is uh, from a pasuk in Yermia. I'm Rabbi Yudam Shmuel. Hishkim l'shanos kishma. We in trouble over here. If we, if you get up to learn before you have recited the Shema, what is the go? The story, right? That's us. When you will come to the Shema in the morning prayers in Davening, so you have to say Birchus, uh, the Brachas of, uh, sorry, again. If you start to learn before you say the Shema, so you have a problem that you can't just learn, you have to make a Bracha on the learning, right? It's a fundamental, important one of the things that they say, that the Gemara says. Is what destroyed the Beis Hamikdash was that they didn't make Berchus so you have to make Berchus If you didn't say Shema yet, Tzarech Levarich, Mishakayr Kriyshma ain't Tzarech Levarich. But once you have already recited the Shema with its blessings, then you don't need to say any more the blessings on on learning. Shekfar Nifter Biaba Raba in the bracha right before in the bracha right before the Shema, the second one in the morning. Includes the words of Birchus Atayra, the concept of Birchus Atayra. It depends what you're going to learn. If you're going to learn Psukim, you should you still need to make a bracha, even if you didn't it before Shema. But if you're just going to learn the explanations of the the explanations of the psukim, not the actual psukim, so then you don't have a problem with Birchus uh, Torah. You don't have to worry about it. It's not the level of learning that requires Birchus Torah. Right? Uh, says the Gemara, Amr Avhuna, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says, Lemikra ulemedrish tzarech levarich. Even medrish, the explanations of the psukim, you need to make birchas Torah. But lemishnah, if you're learning out, the mishnayis ain't tzarech levarich. Rabbi Yechonamah af lemishnah mi tzarech levarich, av letalmud ain't tzarech levarich. If you're going to learn mishnayis, chumish, medrish, 
you don't you, uh, uh, you need to make Birchsa Torah. But if you're only gonna learn Gemara, ain't Sarah Levarek. But Rabba Amar Afla Talmud Sarah Levarek. Rabbah says, no, even Gemara, any type of learning, you need to make Birchasa Torah, the Amr of Chiyabarashi. Zimnin Sagin have a Ke'imna Kamei de Rav, Lusnuye Pirkan Besafra de Bey Rav. So I came, so Rabbi Chiyabarashi is the one who's talking over here, right? Have a Ke'imna Kamei de Rav, and I came before Rav, Lusnuye Pirkan Besafra. To learn a parak of Sifra. Now, what's Sifra? What? Medrash. Which Medrash is Sifra? It's the Medrash on Sefer Vayikra, right? Sifra, what? Sifra is the Medrash on Sefer Vayikra. It's called Sifra. Yeah. So I would learn by him, by, by the house of Rav, have a Makdimu Kamashi Yade. He would get up, he would wash his hands. Uvarech and and do berchas atayrah umasnu on pirkin and then he would teach us. So we see from there that even for medrash alone, the halacha is that you need to say berchas atayrah. So what about psukim? Somebody's just going. Let's say the balkaira comes and he says, "Oh, today is Thursday, and nobody prepared the laning, or it's Monday, or is he allowed to read over the psukim before he says berchas atayrah?" Or should he make the blessings on the Torah first? Because the raya, the Gemara brought us a raya from a story where he taught them medrash. But psukim was not included. Right? But the answer is psukim, there's no opinion, right? Everybody agrees when it comes to psukim that uh, that's, that's, that's the first that Rav Huna said. Nobody argues with Rav Huna. So even though the story does right, nobody we don't we don't find now Gemara that anybody argues with Ravuna. Now the question is: Is laning considered? If you're just reading the psukim, is that what what Ravuna had in mind? Right, because it says lemikra tzarich levarich. Right, that's what we said earlier. Does that mean learning it? That you have to translate it? You have to spend time understanding it, or even uh, uh, you know even. Even just to read it, to memorize the trap, you should need to say Berchus I don't know, that's a, that's a question. If anybody has an answer, feel free to share it. Says the Gemara. When we say, when we say learn in Talmud, we're saying it has to have Sugim? Talmud is the Gemara. So even, the, right. So they, 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 they say you make a bracha even on that. Yeah, but when you're learning Talmud, you're, you're, your brain is thinking about the meaning of the Talmud, right? You're not just saying it. So it said it's... By psukim, maybe, right. does psukim, could, could just saying psukim be called learning psukim? Mm-hmm. That's that. There's but, no what? There's no riot. There's no riot. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not learning psukim, then you need analysis. But psukim by themselves would be, would for sure... Constitute uh, just saying so, right, so can, if you were to read words of Gemara without thinking, knowing their yeah, meaning, that, 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 that I, I, right, that I could hear because that's that. But reading Sukkim is uh, is is. Uh, I, think, I think you mentioned it, Rabbi. It says here that in, in, in when Rav taught Sifra, yeah, they, they they didn't just read it by rote; they learned it. Yeah, to be otherwise, so that that's why they said it because right, right, right. So the reason in that case, if they were if they didn't get deep into it, then they wouldn't have said it. But because the, his practice in his academy was they got deep into it, that's why they had to say uh, fair enough, fair enough. 
So what was the bracha of Bech that we, the, that you make? That is sanctified our actions. It's Ivanu and commanded to engage in the words of the Torah. As the words of Hashem should be sweet. In our mouths and the mouths of Jewish people. We shall all know Hashem's greatness and the name of Hashem shall be great. Who teaches us Torah? That is the brachas. Rev Hamnuna Amar. Rev Hamnuna said a different Bichas Torah. Could you imagine? There's even a machloek. It's about what the right bracha on Bichas Torah is. Asher Baruch Abanu B'Kol Amim, who has chosen us from all the nations, who nothing learned us Torah, saying, "Given us his Torah, Baruch Atah Hashem, there is in Torah." Amar Rav Hamnuna Zui Meulah Sheber Brachas. We're talking about Bichas Torah, the best brachas of all them. Hilkach Lemrinu Lekulu, say them all, and that's in fact what we do. Tanan Hasam. So we're going to quote the actual Seder of the Brachas from the Gemara, from the Tamid. Sechlis Tamid. Amr Lahem Amuna, the appointed Kohen who was in charge that shift, would say, Baruch Hu Bracha Achas, Vehem Baruch Hu Vakaru Aseris Adibros Shema, Bahayim Shemaya, Vayaymer. So they would say a Bracha, Acha, one Bracha. And then they would read the Ten Commandments, Shema, Vayim Shemaya, and Vayimer, Ubarch Sam Gimel Brachas. And then they would say, uh, do, uh, the, the, everybody else would say, MS Vyatsiv, Vavoida, Ubirchus Kahanim. And then they would do the blessing, the Birchus Kahanim. So that was the order of the, da- the daily order. So they actually had like a real davening, in, right, in the Beis Mikdash. There was Shema, there were the Brachas. And then Birchus Emes V'Yatziv and Birchus Kehanim. Over Shabbos on Shabbos, Mesipim Bracha Achas LeMishmar Yitzah. They would add on a blessing because the shift change would take place on Shabbos. The family of Kohanim that had been doing the work in the Beis Hamikdash the whole week was now leaving, and they would add on one bracha to say goodbye. My bracha achas, what one was that one bracha? Ki Adar Rabbi Yisbar Abba Iklulu Asra. They came to a place. Nobody knew what the blessing that was recited in the Beis HaMikdash was. They asked of Masna. They didn't know. This is what Shmuel taught me. He said, no, the extra bracha that they said was Yotzer Ar. In fact, this that Reb Zerika told us in the Beis Hamikdash, they would make the bracha of uh, 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 that that the, the, the they, in the Beis Hamikdash and in the story. Who was the story with? Uh, Reb Hamnuna, right? Not Reb Hamnuna. Who was the story earlier with? That uh, in, in, in Rav by Rav, right? The, the extra. I think he also said it. The extra bracha was not, in fact, uh, Avarabah, but was Yotzer Ar. Where did we know that Rav Zrika said that it's Yotzer Ar? Lab beferish itmar, el michlala itmar. We learned it out. We derived it. What did Rav Zrika do or say to make us aware of it? Da'am Rav Zrika, am Rav Ami, am Rav Shem ben Lakish. Zoy say meres. This that you said, brachas ein ma'ak v'zu azu. 
the brachas are not a contradiction to each other. Meaning to say that if you didn't say, if you couldn't say both of them, you still say one of them. How does this work? If you tell me the brach on the base of Mikdash, which they said was Yotzer R, and was, let's see the last Rashi, two lines from the da- da- down, uh, from the bottom of the page, is the last Rashi on the page. If you tell me that the bracha they made in the base of Mikdash was Yotzer R, the creation of light, even though really they, it was the time for Shema. It was already daytime. And they still only said one blessing, and no more. That's a great proof that you're going to tell me that if you are only made one bracha like they did in the base of Mikdash of Yotzer R, who creates light, and not Avarabba, you still say that blessing. Says the Gemara on the top of Yud Bezim and Aleph. Ela i Amrit, Avarabba, Abu Amri. But if you tell me that in the Beis HaMikdash, the bracha that the one bracha that they meant said was Avarabba, an abundance of love, my bracha ain't ma'ak v'zu How do you know that you should, uh, that if you're not saying both, you shouldn't say either one? Maybe in the base of Mikdash, the reason why they didn't say Yaitzar, because it was still dark. They still hadn't yet been Nate, right? It was too early for them to say Yaitzar. And then they said it later. So that's how we know that Rabbi uh, that, Zrika uh, said that the bracha was Yaitzar. Says the Gemara, Mai. The, uh, that's not a proof. My brachas ain't makzuzu, seder brachas. You could say from there that it's a little complicated how, how, how to understand it, but you could say from there, from that statement of Rabbi, uh, of Rabbi Zreka, the order in the Beis HaMikdash is the proof that Yotzar was the blessing, is in fact not a proof at all. The only proof you have from there is that the order doesn't matter if you say uh, Yotzar, like we do, we do Yotzar before Ava Rabba. If you say Yotzer R first, or if you're going to say the bracha of Avarabba. Now, here's my question. What, what, I, I don't know why I'm mixed up on this. Nusach Ashkenaz, they say during the week, Ahavas Oilam. No, no, Shachras. Shachras, they say, they say Avarabba all week long. Okay, so some, so, right? This is what? This is a Nusach Ashkenaz Siddur. Should know this, right? I should. Except I'm all mixed up because I dive in the six fire except for when I'm diving for the oven in certain shuls, and then I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm all. So that's why you should have one shoe and stick to it. Yeah, that's right. That's why all the shuls here during the week all dive in Ashkenaz. So it doesn't help me. But then Shabbos, if I dive in for the oven, Shabbos is different anyway. But uh, Ava Rabba, right? It says. Uh, it says Ava Rabba. In uh, it, it, during the week, Nusach Ashkenaz says Avarabba during the week, and Shabbos as well. Nusach Svarad they switch it for Shabbos. Nusach Svarad they switch it for Shabbos. So um, where does that come from? Right, that you have to look further. But in the Gemara, it seems like you either pick the Mandiyama who says Avas Olam, the eternal love, or Avarabba. 
And that is the conclusion of today's daf. Okay. That's in the six five. And we'll see over here. Right. So during the week, it's Abbas Ayalam. And then for Shabbos, for Shabbos, it's, uh, it's, it's, see, Shabbos, the art stall actually switched it to Abba Solomon as well. And on the bottom, it says, Nusuf Acher Abba Rabba. So it doesn't even help. It doesn't matter where you daven. doesn't matter what city you daven. You have to know what you do. <laughs> you know? Um, but it, it's interesting because it switches it like the Gemara. If you're going to say Abba Solomon, then you say Abba Solomon. If you say Abba Rabba, then you say Abba Rabba. Where does this come from that you switch it?